reviewing TV shows and films, dishing out sports picks and dimes, providing you a slice of economics with a hidden gem tied in. Become a paid subscriber to Preston Super Show at anchor.fm slash Preston's Super Show slash subscribe. Thanks for listening and God bless. Welcome to Preston Super Show, and I'm going to give you my XFL head-to-head picks. Then I'm going to go through their pick'em game and, and uh, tell you how to work through that. And I'm going to give you my picks for that. Now you don't have to pick; you could pick the opposite. You could, you know, go the other way. You could, you know, when you do get to the parlay, do it differently. But I'm going to give you what I think is going to happen. Now, starting tomorrow. XFL on uh, the channel FX, okay, at 4 p.m. Central Time tomorrow. St. Louis Battlehawks take on the Seattle Sea Dragons. And this is a game that's going to be really good. And I'm going to have to go. Now, I gave you my power rankings two days ago and, you know, carefully just kind of glossing over that actually yesterday in this specific game Seattle at home I like Seattle to win this game and here's why they hung in there until the end of the game last week um, they didn't give up they didn't give me any reason to feel like they weren't going to come out and, and, and play now but when you look specifically at how they were beat it was by the other crowd getting into it, the emotions, and then the mistakes they made on defense. I think they're going to tighten that up. I think that the St. Louis Battlehawks really were bailed out a lot by some poor defense uh, on the part of the Brahmas at the end of that game. Not taking away from what uh, Edgar McCarron was there able to do, but I just don't think that was the reason they ended up beating the Brahma. So I think that the Battlehawks coming coming into this game on the road, a little bit of too big of a chip on their shoulder. And Seattle's hungry to get a win. And I think they get their first win uh, this uh, Thursday at 4 p.m. Central Time kickoff. Um, and it's going to be a good one on FX. So there's my pick for that game. I think you're going to get a lot of decent quarterbacking with McCarron and Danucci. There's going to be some turnovers. I would say more than one turnover in this game. Um, and I think we're going to go a while before we see someone return a kick for a touchdown. I think we will go a while. So remember this week is week two of the XFL. Both of these teams are hungry. Uh, St. Louis does have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, though. And uh, we'll see how that plays out. But there's not another Thursday game until week five, which is March 16th. That's the midpoint of the season. So keep that in mind. 
it's a it's a good game to try to watch tomorrow if if you're able if you're not working. Now we move on to uh, the only game on Saturday. So there's one game on Saturday, which is fine because you know it kind of gives Sunday a little more uh, purpose for sports, in my opinion. You know, there's usually a basketball game on during the day, and uh, after that, you kind of got you know uh, NASCAR race, and then you're just chilling. You know, so now you get uh, XFL, and they've tried to time it right. But the Saturday game is actually between two of my favorite teams here in the XFL. The DC Defenders and the Vipers. And I told you that the the Defenders are in a little bit of trouble. They got to figure some things out. Because now they're coming on the road and the Vipers are pretty comfortable where they're at. And I think they're going to take it up a notch. I think you're going to see everybody on the Vipers take it up a notch. I do think the DC Defenders are going to come and run the ball a little bit better. And the reason I think that is because no defense in the XFL, number one, first and foremost, no defense in the XFL is like super good to where you can't do anything against them. I would say Houston's really the best defense, but then I'd say it's like really close for that second place spot. And the Vipers could easily be that second place defense. And the defenders could if they tighten some things up. They're really good Um, because they're athletic. Uh, on the on the back end of the football and stout on the front end, so I'm looking at this game um, and I've been sizing it up uh, for the last day and a half here, and I think it makes more sense for the Vipers to win this game. Here's why: I think when you get down to the nitty gritty, DC just doesn't look comfortable right now. Then they have to go on the road. Hostile environment against a Vipers team that's really hungry, that has a lot of purpose, that has a lot of pride uh, in this football team, in this uh, franchise they're trying to build and get off the ground. And I think they have the right guy quarterback. And DC's trying to do a two-quarterback thing like college. And I'm afraid that's not going to work. And I think that they're going to have to decide who their guy's going to be. And uh, the off- also, DC's offensive line needs some help, I noticed, from the highlights. Um, you know, just paying a little bit more attention, I could see that they need a little bit more help on that offensive line. And the Vipers are going to expose that a little bit. Now, I think that this game, early on, I think this game will be close. But I think there's going to be an explosion on the Viper side of things because I think Perez is really ready to sling that ball. And I'm looking at north of three touchdowns for the Vipers. I think DC might score first, field goal, maybe touchdown. But then they run into that thing where what do they do on the conversion? Do they run it with the quarterback who they, you know, King who likes to run it? Or do they leave Tamu in there and let him try to float one in? Now, don't forget, he can run the ball, too. It's not like he doesn't have wheels. He's just not as fast as King is. But I think that with the Vipers and the Defenders, you're going to get a lot of points. I think that there's this. both these teams are pretty well-crafted on offense. I think that DC is going to lose because their receivers are just not in sync. And here's a new team 
that's running with two different quarterbacks, then they're getting calls from two different quarterbacks. I mean, they're having to catch the ball from two different guys. It's not a consistent thing. It's that you know what I mean? It's not a uh, A to B thing in the in on that team. And I don't think that suits them well. Now, could be wrong. We'll see in this game. But I do like the Vipers there. I think they north of three touchdowns. North. So you're looking at, oh, 28 points. Maybe they get four touchdowns here. But I know they're going to get more than 21 points. And I know that the defenders are going to struggle to get 17 points. I, I know they are. And then the clock starts running faster in the fourth quarter. Um, once you get to that fourth quarter, the clock just runs. It doesn't matter what happens. And uh, the only time it stops is timeouts, reviews, and then they start it right back up. And then uh, also it goes like that until the two-minute warning in the fourth quarter. So it's not a normal NFL game. But why they did that was to get teams to not sit on the ball because they learned about the rule in the NFL where teams were sitting on the ball for so long and winning games instead of actually going with the flow like they're supposed to and ignoring that they actually started utilizing the rule to their advantage and uh, that's how some teams end up getting into a Super Bowl situation so the XFL want to take that away because they want to make it as fair as possible and I actually believe they've done that um, like I said, I seen one bad penalty out of all four games that I watched last week. Folks, that is really good. That is really good. I'd rather the refs not call it if they're not sure than call something that could cost the team a game. And then they go back and say, well, that was a mistake. So far, I have the Sea Dragons beating the Battlehawks, and I have the Vipers beating the Defenders. So it's both home teams winning. Now we go to the Brahmas that are on the road. San Antonio hits the road, folks. Remember that Charlie Pride song? Is anybody going to San Antonio or Phoenix, Arizona? They're on their way to Orlando, baby. Woo! It's time to boogie down. Woo! City nights. Ah, ah, ah. City nights. Brahmas versus the Guardians. Okay. That's not a bad game. That's actually more fair for the Guardians than their first game against Houston. Like, all right. Here you go. Feed him to the wolves. This is a fair matchup. And I just like the Brahmas. Now, I just feel like the Brahmas are going to show up, run all over this Guardians team. But this game is going to be more high scoring. Because I think San Antonio had a lot of nerves on their home field. But the thing about the Guardians is... 
Okay. And, and remember this team. It's not like the worst team ever. It's just that they had a bad first game. They had a bad go of it. They were on the road. They're figuring things out on the fly. And they're up against a team that actually was good when the XFL launched. So, come on now. They had to change places, everything, you know. Whole system's different. It's a whole new dig over there. And the Guardians actually have a quarterback that's not afraid to sling it. They have a running back that can ground a pound. The offensive line is decent. But they're not that nice, son. They're not that nice. And their defense will get sliced up if this quarterback from the Brahmas starts throwing the ball. The receivers want to catch it. But what's going to keep the Brahmas in this game is their defense. And it's going to keep the run game going for the Brahmas. But I do think a lot of points are scored. I think there's no way you don't get a lot of points. Because I think the Guardians want to play a a more complete game. Right? But the Brahmas want a win bad. Like, Heinz Ward is competitive in my mind. I know that he's going to be coaching this team for a win. So give me the Brahmas there. The first road team to win. Let's see um, how that plays out. But I do think the Brahmas are going to win that. Then we have the Arlington Renegades on the road. Not far, though. They don't got to go too far. And then they're they're into Houston. And uh, here's a Houston team that's not ready to lose right now. And they're they're really built right. And Arlington is going to take a little bit of a of a, a loss this week because I don't think that their offense is going to have a, the same type of success. I think that they run into a little bit more of a brick wall from Houston's front seven and the back end of that defense that's secondary for Houston is also pretty tight net and and they're going to play a good game and clean up some of the uh, inaccuracies of the Arlington side and I think they were able to dodge you know what I mean the high fucking tide but I think that the you know if you they ran it back nine times out of ten I think the Vipers are going to beat the Renegades. I just think that the Renegades are the number one team because of the fact that they have the heart and the grit. So I don't think that they're going to get walked. I don't think that that is what's like going to occur here. I think it's more of they're just not going to have as much firepower towards the end because it's too early in the season and they're still getting a feel for this. But I do think they're going to play a good game. I think Houston, you know, could get caught overlooking, but I'm not, that's not where I would advise people to go. I wouldn't say go to Houston. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say go to Arlington and pick their side because Houston might overlook them. No, because Houston, like I talked about, has a system of developing quarterbacks and they're the first team in the XFL to do that successfully. And there's other teams that are looking to emulate that. So, no, I like Houston in this game because right now they're hot. And I think Arlington is just like in this relieved state that they were able to beat the Vipers in their first game. And I think they're going to slip. You know what I mean? A little bit. And then, boom, there you go. Houston gets to 2-0. and And now we're talking about, oh, is Arlington, 
a fluke. No, I still have them on number one on the board because there's a chance they can win this game. But my money would go to Houston because of what we've seen, how dominant they've been in the first game. It's a small sample size, but there's only 10 games. So the sample size you're talking about is only going to be, you know what I mean? What, 10 games? So, okay, big deal. You know, by that time, by week five, you're knowing who's a who's a winner and a contender, you know, and you're knowing who the pretenders are. So we're going to see in this game, is Arlington a winner or a pretender? Because right now, I, you know, the smart money and the sharp money has to be going to Houston. Let me give you my XFL pick'em selections and my parlay. On the XFL app, you click on the pick'em game. It'll be highlighted in a banner uh, right by the top when you first get on the app. So here we go. Uh, Longest week two rushing play over or under 35 and a half yards. I said over. And you can wager what you want. You figure what you want to wager on that. Um, then Seattle wide receiver, Jacour Pearson over under four and a half catches. I said over. That guy's been uh, pretty good and he's got a favorable matchup this weekend against the Battlehawks secondary. Then we move to DC over under. 0.5, so they need one interception to go over. And if no interceptions happen in this game, you would take the under and want that to win. Against Vegas. And I said over. Perez will definitely throw an interception. He's a gunslinger. Reminds me a lot like Brett Favre. And uh, he's learning on the fly. And DC actually has a pretty good secondary. So he'll throw one interception. That would be, to me, a slam dunk to go with the over there there's three Texas teams and this next bet concerns them all San Antonio Brahmas Houston Roughnecks and the Arlington Renegades the Arlington Renegades play against the Houston Roughnecks so the question is out of all three Texas teams will there be two that win or less than two because the over and under is set at one and a half. So one team's definitely going to win. Definitely has to win. Or if it's a tie, I mean, that could end up being a weird scenario if they can't get establish a winner. But I think you'll get definitely two. I think Houston is going to beat Arlington, gives you one. And then the Brahmas are going to go ahead and beat the Guardians. So that I'm taking the over there. Three questions left. Orlando wide receiver Cody Latimer over or under 13 and a half yards per catch. So that's the average. You understand? The average 13 and a half yards per catch. He's been doing better than that. Averaging better than that. So I believe this will go over against the Brahma secondary, which is their weakest link on the defense. Then you have Houston, 
uh, linebacker Trent Harris, who's really good and uh, is, is great at playing that role, over under a half a sack against Arlington, and I think he's going to go over. I think that will definitely go over. That's a smash play. Then we have Houston over or under 65 and a half rushing yards against Arlington. I say over because I think Arlington is going to be so focused on the pass that that opens up the running game for about 80 to 100 yards, somewhere in there. So then I'll tell you what my parlay is because now you get to parlay your selections, what you like to give you some bonus points for that leaderboard, baby, for that money, baby, for those prizes. So you got. DC over or under half an interception against Vegas. That's an over smash play. Boom. I put that in there. Now you have Vegas over or under one and a half receiving touchdowns against DC. I went over smash play. Then I have Texas teams over or under one and a half wins over. That's a complete smash. Like you, that's a smash of the week right there. The easiest one right there to me is that Texas team over one and a half to happen. But I'm favoring a lot of things to happen here with going with the over. I don't think there's going to be too many unders just for the simple fact that when you go with the unders in these games, they tend not to happen. So right now I'm doing pretty good on the leaderboard and I'm looking to add to that this week. And I've given you my selections um, out of thousands and thousands of people, you know, and I'm in the top thousand of people. So, I mean. This is really exciting time to be a football fan, to be a sports fan. I love the XFL. I, I, I'm going to continue to support it and talk about it all season long, baby. You're going to get the picks here, the uh, analysis here, the info here. Stay with me, baby. Let's ride. friends were back and uh, I want to talk about a few things here before I sign off let's recap what I gave you Sea Dragons over the Battlehawks Vipers over the Defenders Brahmas over the Guardians Roughnecks over the Renegades those are my picks for XFL Week 2 Power rankings stay the same until Monday. Till Monday, folks. Now, what I really want to get into, what I really want to bite down on is the big trip Biden uh, made over to Ukraine. So President Biden pops up in uh, Ukraine. And uh, this is a time where Ukraine's fighting for their lives. And there's no denying that at all and uh the people of ukraine i'm sure support it i i mean I'm, I'm sure they're happy about it and if ukraine is wanting to be a larger partner of the united states then this is a good visit and uh you know there is some some shallow thinking out there there's some some uh, thin-minded thinking um from fellow Republicans that just don't seem to get it that if it was Trump that was going there they would all cheer it they would all applaud it but because it's Biden we're not 
so quick to do that. But I think it's a good point that Biden's sending, a good message he's sending, because it's the reflection of the United States. And, and I support that, and I'll never go against my government, but I definitely will criticize the things that they do wrong, because no one is free from uh, cr critique, you know, and, and you're going to have to just live with that. That's a part of life, because without critique, then you think you're not doing anything wrong at all. And that's just not so. So we move on to something I you're going to get excited about now. Now you're getting pumped up. Now you're getting whew, fired up now. Got that out of the way. Now you're feeling good. Now you can live your day. Now you're loving the day. You don't have to worry about Republican Democrat crap. You're not worried about that. You want those Bellator picks, baby. We are up. Up on Bellator. We're coming up. And see, here's how it's going to go. Bellator is at 10.30 a.m. Central Time on Saturday, baby. So I'm going to give you my picks tomorrow. Pretty early. Sometime I'll drop the, the pot on you. And Bellator is, in my opinion, easier than picking UFC. That's why I don't do a whole production behind Bellator. But I, I do want to start doing... The picks for the podcast. Be like, here's my Bellator picks. You know what I mean? Go here. See what you like. You know, leave what you don't like and just move on. Because I believe my picks are the best picks. And I'll put them up against anybody's picks. This Bellator 291, Amazov versus Storley has 18 fights. Woo, baby, we about to come up. Stop playing with me. We about to come up off this one. And this is going to be heck of a fun watching. Come on now. That is going to be something special. 18 fights. Starting early. You still have UFC, but I'm going to give you the reel for that and throw out my precise picks on oddmanout.ninja. Don't forget to subscribe. Make sure you're listening to the super show. I got a hidden gem for you today. It's really good. Let me give you the website for it. It's a website. Go on there. Check it out. Main. M-A-I-N. Dot. O-B-A. Dot. Global. Again. That's. Main. Dot. O-B-A. Dot. Global. Go on there. and Check it out. Tell me what you think. In the comments. Tell me if you think that's legit. Or. What's your take on it? Because to me. I like the operation and the format but i want some more feedback um and we'll all come to a conclusion together on it ladies and gentlemen just like the hands of time i'm turning it over to you good night god bless happy ash wednesday thank you lord thank you lord for another day palms 37 4